Scam Life, the program side. A weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Hosted by Kurt Jackson and Chris Callow. Now it's time for another entertaining episode. Exploring the fantastical world of summer camp programming. Welcome to the Scamp Life Podcast, the programming side. We, we have a very special guest today, Kurt. I'm, what? Well, I'm what? semi-excited. I mean, it's like... Hey. <laughs> we, we brought one of our favorite people back to the podcast to talk about her summer. Everyone, welcome Kelly Cook. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> So awesome. It won't be for long. Well, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly, yeah, we are going to, we want to talk to you. We brought you back because we want to talk to you about your summer, how oh it went. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> uh, just remind everybody <laughs> what camp you work at. I am still in Alabama and I am still the camp director of Pine Ridge Day Camp and Equestrian Center. I saw you went to your old stomping grounds. I did. How was that? It was awesome, but I'm not going to tell you too much on this episode because that'll be a Nat's Eyes episode. <laughs> oh. Ooh, under the Scamp Life podcast, the yes, other side. Yes, that will be our... <laughs> she is going to, she's going to interview me about my experience. Um, up Shameless there. plug. Yes, or- <laughs> of course. Yeah, so she's going to interview me. It's going to be our welcome back episode for the summer or after the summer. Um, so about yes, being a frost. Shameless plug. Yeah, I went back yeah. to Frost Valley. Yeah. How were your numbers? How like camper numbers? Were you like, is it what you expected? Was it low? Was it high? Did you have wait lists? What's what was going on? So, twenty twenty one. We hit 1,200 registrations, but within that, we only had 625, 30 kids. So roughly, you they know, come back for a day camp. Yeah, yeah. multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. This summer, we had 1,100 registrations, so about 100 less registrations, but okay. we serviced almost 750 individual kids. Okay. So we ended up with wait lists out the wazoo how, how many do you take a week 175 to 200 okay okay and then it's all ages right each week all ages yeah mm-hmm. okay and and did you raise rates at all this year so we we raised them ten dollars from 21 to 22 and then we also the biggest thing that helped us out financially is we took away our multi-week discounts oh okay Mm -hmm. so we we increased our Mm -hmm. sibling discount from 25 to 50 dollars we increased our early bird from 50 to 75 dollars but we took away our multi-week discounts and so that's why you had a bunch of kids who would come multiple weeks not come multiple weeks this time that well that and we filled so quickly that they couldn't get in yeah okay that's a good idea though because then that it doesn't feel like you're raising rates so high you just took something away mm-hmm. that yeah we went from uh mm. i think it was like a 305 dollar average per week per kid to 
And that's because we took away the multi-week discounts. Right. And we really, we only had maybe one or two people ask about it. Like what happened to it? Any uh, camper issues that you had this summer? You know, it was interesting because I can't like pinpoint various like specific issues that we had with kids, but in comparing 21 to 22, in 21, a lot of our struggles and issues revolved around the staff. I'm not saying drama, Mm -hmm. just like the issues that popped up. It was very staff driven for issues. Whereas this year, the kids were harder. Like our staff was phenomenal. I don't think we had many staff issues at all. It was the kids that were putting the staff through the ringer. Mm -hmm. So, and like I said, nothing specifically, it was just various behaviors. We had some bullying. We, it's, it's still the kids the pandemic kids who didn't learn or didn't get as much learning as say you and I on Mm -hmm. interpersonal connections and deflating conflict and all of that. Hmm. Yeah. If people listen to last week's episode that (laughs) I'm the same way, that that was definitely something that we saw at our camp. I don't know how, if it's across the board, anyone else that, uh, had that that's listening let us know mm-hmm. is it just us was it across the board I'm, I'm very interested but yeah we saw that too great staff camper not major behaviors just behaviors, lots of behaviors. yes yeah <laughs> yes huh. lots of behaviors a lot of behaviors and and it, exactly it wasn't like anything that pinpointed like we didn't have the same stories that we tell of camper behaviors from 21 like i've got stories and those kids mm-hmm. did return but like they didn't do anything this summer which was great but at the same time like there was a lot of behaviors did you have a lot of new kids we had a 50 50 split so we about 50 percent of our kids were returners and about 50 percent of our kids were brand new were the brand new ones was that where you were getting most of your camper problems both sides both sides it didn't matter didn't matter all right so how uh what about your staff were you able to hire all the staff you needed did staff quit midway? Like, how is that your staffing needs? So we made the decision when we saw the hirings, everything mm-hmm. kind of start to crumble that my maintenance team, our full-time maintenance team was going to be our rope staff. Oh, and what? we train them in it anyway, because they help out with various events and things that we do. So they get trained anyway in ropes. So because I had them, I didn't have to focus very much on rope staff. I mean, I still tried, don't get me wrong. I still tried, Mm -hmm. but we didn't focus so much on rope staff. I focused mainly on counselors and filling counselor roles and filling the needed positions first, and then trying to fill the, the arts and crafts counselor or different things like that. Um, so there was a lot of movement amongst my staff after I had hired a bunch of bodies. Mm. I don't just hire bodies, but they were yeah, essentially right. bodies at staff training. Right. And so didn't worry about ropes training. Cause that was maintenance and a couple other people. And then who weren't going to be primarily ropes. They were just this backup. Um, and then we had lifeguard training, which, <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> Did you do it on property? Yep. Guess who trained it? Me. What? <laughs> Lucky you. Guess, guess how many full lifeguards passed? 
Oh. One. Was it you? Just you? Wow. <laughs> so, so I went in to training lifeguards. Um, we have both a lake and a pool. Our pool is a shallow water pool. It's only five foot deep. And then our lake is when it's full, when the lake is full, it is seven to 10 feet deep. So I can do regular lifeguard training at our lake, which is phenomenal. So I went in with the idea that I was going to train waterfront lifeguards. So dark, you know, waterfront mm-hmm. and which is the hardest prereqs and everything and shallow water. So those are the two. So shallow water because of our pool and waterfront because of the lake, which is like a pond, but we started lifeguard training. I think I had four or five people who I was going to train Two made it through the prereqs for shallow water. One made it through the prereqs for um, regular lifeguard. The other two couldn't make it through any prereqs at all um, of the swim, the duration swim that is not timed. Um, um, so those two became counselors. They were also my inter- two of my internationals. So those two became counselors. And thankfully I had a bunch of returning lifeguards who could lifeguard and were full lifeguards. Mm-hmm. That means my shallow water guard could, my shallow water guards could only guard the pool. They could not guard the lake until the lake dropped below five feet, which is another story. Wow. Um, after the lake dropped five below five feet, they could guard the lake. But um, yeah, so no one ended up being waterfront guard, which doesn't hinder us in any way. It's just extra precautions and things that they learn uh, so that they can guard in dark water or do a rescue on a kayak and did these do these people did they specifically apply to be lifeguards oh what? and it's it's so i've had that happen. i did not this year but i've had that happen before i'm like really you read the prerequisites right like you yeah, they knew did, you they were did gonna the have the to online swim training yeah, yeah they did the online yeah. training it always kills me how many wow. people like well, i can't swim very well why did you <laughs> sign up to be a lifeguard and well, so then, so then one evening after training, I'm out there on my, on my paddleboard lifeguarding the prereqs for my equestrian director and one of my instructors who successfully passed lifeguarding. That's crazy. That's crazy. So they decided, they decided to do it because of how lifeguard training went, but they all, they, all of them were really good staff. Like it wasn't like, you know, okay, we had this big hiccup mm-hmm. during lifeguarding and now it's horrible. No, they all ended up in, in roles where they excelled. So that was really nice. How, how many staff do you hire? Um, I hired almost 50 this year. And is that, are all 50 there each week or is it? For the most part, okay. we had very few, cause you gotta, you gotta keep in mind, my 50 also includes bus drivers, kitchen, yeah. It also includes um, nurses and really the only ones who are not here every week are the nurses because I had three nurses on a, like they had certain weeks they were working and we only have one Mm -hmm. nurse at a time. But for the most part, just about everybody worked every day. (laughs) But the main staff are ropes, the kitchen staff are crafts, (laughs) the bus staff are lifeguards. Kitchen. Kitchen remained kitchen. Our my kitchen staff. We had a new kitchen staff this summer, and they were phenomenal. Like they, I can't rave about them enough. They are. They were two women who had previously worked together um, for one of the local school systems here, and they ran the cafeterias there. And now they're retired, and yeah. they. 
I, I, know you, I feel like you've told us before, but can you can you give me a quick rundown, like how many kitchen busts, all that that you yeah, hire? Yeah, so so we typically hire two to three kitchen bus drivers. We hired we were one bus driver short, so we had to contract out one bus. But I had hired four drivers. We should have had five total. We need to hire, but we hired four this summer, and then contracted the one. Nurses, we had three hired. I will not hire one of them back, but two out of the three are welcome back. Um, but they covered across eight weeks. So they were here whenever they said they were going to be here. And then we hired probably close to 30 counselors. So I had two leadership staff who oversaw the younger groups. They had their age groups that they oversaw. So they were at lead staff. They were great too. I really didn't have a horrible staff. Like I really was really happy. I wouldn't say I had the best staff in the entire world. I know I said that last year because last year I didn't have the best staff in the world, but they were very help. They helped each other out a lot and were very communal in that sense. And we didn't have that so much this year, um, but we had a staff who tried, like they tried really, really hard. Uh, and to, to do their job, to make sure the kids were taken care of, like. And you not, said you had international staff. We did. We had That's very, international staff. that is not a normal thing for day camp. How did nope. you house them and where did they come um, from? Uh, so we had four, we had one from Brazil, two from Mexico and one from Colombia. And we have mm. a house on property that we use for. Like if we host a CHA clinic, we'll put participants in there. Yeah, we can put okay. six. Yeah, it's a, it's a three bedroom, two bath house. Uh, we currently have six beds in there right now. So everybody's essentially got a roommate and uh, we use it for, for seasonal staff housing or small events that we host here yeah. uh, that need, you know, a couple people. Who'd you go through? Aina. Okay. And it was worked out? Oh yeah. Or, I or love, I, I've used, okay. yeah, I, I've worked with Jeff and, and Matt for years and years and years. Jeff was actually my director when I was a camp counselor. Fun fact. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's not the reason I chose them though. I mean, yes, the connection sure helps, but I was going to go into this year. Like I, I have a legit reason totally why okay. I, I, I mean, hi, who you know, I, uh, <laughs> right, right. Go with who you know. Really? We want to know, did you do any new programming? Yes. <laughs> so, new programs. I'm trying to think of what we kind of did. So we we did a lot of overhaul from last year to this year. We we restructured our staffing structure so that those lead staff, our group sizes doubled so that every group could have two counselors, which we heard major, major positive feedback on that from the staff. Um, and then the schedule was restructured as well. So in that, in that case, the program side, we restructured the schedule so that every period was a certain kind of block. So you had your aquatics block, you had your specialized activities block, you had your field games block, lunch, and then you had clubs block. And those got all jumbled based off what group it was. So everyone within kinder camp, which is our younger kids, would all have the same aquatics block. They'd all have the same lunch block in their specialized activities block, one might go to the rock wall, the other one might go to slingshot because those are specialized activities. In their field games block, one might go to the playground, one might go play field games. 
So it's just, you know, dependent that way. And that helped a lot for scheduling. By doing that, it allowed us to not have our oldest kids with our youngest kids at certain activities. It allowed us to really be able to, if we had to separate because of COVID, like if that had flared up again and we had to do something with it, we could have easily had people in, in different areas of camp without a lot of overlap. Um, but it also was able nice when we did all camp activities that all camp wasn't all of Pine Ridge. It was all of kinder camp or all of junior adventure camp or all of adventure camp. So it was all by age group. Um, so that was a big programming change we made that made things really helpful for everyone across the board. Nice. Um, and that, I mean, that's yeah. more of an, on an admin side of things, but when you think about putting the work in ahead of time to get that done before camp shows up, and then you can give the same schedule. If, if, a, if a counselor's with the same, you know, age group of kids all summer, that schedule's not changing unless weather or something comes up. Like it's your right. same schedule every yeah. week. And that was really, really helpful. Uh, but in terms of physicality programs, we added Gaga. Finally. Was, you didn't have Gaga the first year. I thought you had it last year. I built it last year. I built it in December. Okay. Oh, wow. And it was here this year. Your kids love it. Oh my God. You couldn't pull them out of the pit. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. It was wonderful. Yeah. That's it awesome. great. I, it's one of my favorite act. I mean, I tell people, although all of our schools in this area keep adding it, like, yeah. stop it. That's a camp thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, now, now you got to get a second one, right? Second. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I need, I need to put one at waterfront, which I expected, mm. but yeah. one, one thing at a time, but yes. It's exciting <laughs> when you do a, like a new activity and it is so well received, right? I mean, that was a, Gaga's a safe bet. Um, but oh, still yeah. even, even putting it up and you're like, I don't know. there's always that doubt that it's just gonna sit there and then when you see the kids are like all excited about it it feel definitely feels oh yeah good. yeah definitely had to put a few extra screws in it throughout the summer but that's okay i don't mind <laughs> right? doing that that means it's getting well loved mm -hmm. so yes uh so yeah so gaga was big one that i wish would have taken off a little bit more and i think just more people need to use it for the younger kids is imagination playground uh, they're the big foam blocks that mm -hmm. kids can just build they're like blue things. or something yes. right yes yeah. blue. they're blue yeah. um they're big blue blocks they're foam and you can build all sorts of things uh when i had um a couple staff it happened to be maintenance because they were the ones who were around um they and your maintenance the they wear all kinds of hats don't they they do <laughs> wow. until, until ropes <laughs> ropes maintenance Imagination playground leaders. <laughs> right. They built they but they built a like a military tank with these foam blocks the way to kind of demo <laughs> the weird things that you can build with them. They have fun. I love our maintenance team. Uh they definitely have a love for camp. And Wait, what time is it? Great. Oh, I gotta go lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta drive a bus. Uh, then we they got did. ropes, one, and then I can unplug one, that one, toilet. One did have to drive a bus this summer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's so funny. But to be fair, yeah, to be fair, give them a raise. Give them a raise. I want to hire these people. These, yeah. <laughs> these two post-it notes on my board behind me are my unclogged toilet count and my snakes count, <laughs> because it just so happened on the days that my maintenance guys were doing ropes. 
Yeah. I would get calls to unclog yeah. toilets. Yeah. So, <laughs> I have added to my wish list for my staff that I need a new plunger for Christmas. And uh yeah, because you, you just have not that expensive. We have yeah, we have teach. a whole lesson oh, on how to unclog a toilet and staff training. Yes, yeah. but it, it was fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it, it because fun. it became a fun joke of someone would make a call to me to come unclog it. First, the first time they did it, they called for maintenance. And I was and then I went on the radio and I said, by maintenance, do you mean me? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So and like, the, uh, yeah. The snake is like the toilet snake or real snakes? Real snakes. Okay. You just have them yeah, just coming on all the time that you have to. Yeah, have they a like count? to hang out by Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> they want to play too. They're, like, They're excited. They are excited. No, but we no we so we get a lot of black racers. They're very harmless, but uh, we do have to remove them out of the area. And we just we don't. I just pick them up with the tool and I take them into the woods and I let and them. And they be. come right back. Chris loves snakes. Care, care, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt's, Kurt's favorite thing is when a snake falls on him in an escape room that he's building. <laughs> That's his favorite thing. And then disappears for all eternity. Oh, it stayed uh, right well, there. I don't think it the snake right did. There it stayed right me. there. Kurt disappeared for a while. <laughs> no, I love snakes. Like the the rule here is that I I am snakes, so call me for snakes. Do not call Natalie for a snake. Yeah, Do yeah. not. She will handle handle the spiders for me that I don't. All right. Well, see, we all have our strengths. Mm-hmm, You're a exactly. good team, is what it, what that amounts to. We are to. right. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Any changes? Any changes planned for next year? Then you got to add some more, another Gaga or something else. We we've talked about changes, but I think the biggest changes are going to go on the equestrian side this year. Um, we are still trying to figure out the best way to run our equestrian program so that it benefits our riding lesson kids that we seem to lose during the summer, uh, but also incorporating new campers who want to be part of the equestrian. So we're unique in a sense that our, we offer lessons throughout, throughout the year and a lot of those lesson kids want to come back for camp. Mm-hmm. And so, but also at the same time, some of those lesson kids we end up losing because they can't get into camp because it fills up so quickly and, and things like that. So, oh, that, so you don't give them priority? No. Hmm. No. So we're, that's kind of like our biggest thing we're working on, I think, for, for next year in terms of changes is really sorting out the equestrian yeah. side because we do want to start catering and making sure that our lesson kids are taken care of because yeah. that's where our revenue comes from in the off season exactly. is exactly. from them. And Chris, so, one of the other changes they're making is that maintenance is going to be part of the marketing team now. <laughs> well, they they're all they're still doing recruiting though. I mean, they were already doing that. <laughs> right, <they're> like, right. <laughs> they had fun though. Honestly, so we have one one of our maintenance guys. He is he's phenomenal. He actually did try to recruit for us this year, um, but he's he's full time maintenance. He's still in school. He's an education major and he absolutely loves coming out here and working with the kids. He is also our like, oh no, I need a counselor because so many people called off. Can I have him as Mm -hmm. a backup? Like we put him through staff training this year. He went through obviously his yearly ropes training and his primary role was ropes on the days he was out here. Uh, But you, you got lucky. Like he is, 
Oh, I got lucky. You got lucky. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ask Chris what would happen if he asked his maintenance guy to do (laughs) ropes or anything else. Anything. Anything else. (laughs) Anything else. Most maintenance are like grumpy even, old. Even just maintenance. Hermits. Sometimes I can't even just get maintenance. <laughs> even maintenance. <laughs> well, it like, sounds like you're making it happen. You're making it work. Yeah, it's working. We had a great, honestly, we had a really good summer, especially compared to the summer before where staff were very much burnt out. The schedule didn't allow for staff to take breaks because it was one staff member with eight to 10 kids. Now it's two staff with 16 to 20 kids. And yes, while that's a lot of kids, one, you can do more big games with them. You can do, you know, games and stuff. And you got the support of another staff person. So Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I like, I like that way too. They, they raved about that, especially my returners. They were like, this is so much better. Yeah. This is so much like they have the support, they have help. Um, we implemented daily reports back into things, which I didn't think I would ever get to do as a day camp. Uh, but we did implement daily reports. Um, I know I've talked about them on here. Mm-hmm. They're phenomenal for directors uh, just because of the communication. But because I had leadership staff that could take that on, because that was the other part, not just the two staff, but we also added a leadership person who they had their own staff that they you know, helped out and supported and did things. So I, di- I didn't see a lot of the, the mini conflicts until they got to me, like until yeah. they became big or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it very much felt like camp got back to normal this year. Yes. After 2020 and then 21 was yes. just, I, I don't, 21 felt like everything, <laughs> you were just striving to make it work and it yes. wasn't working. And then this year it started to feel normal again. Yeah. It did. I mean, we still masked on the bus. Mm-hmm. And we had a few cases of COVID come through, no outbreaks, thankfully. But, you know, we sent, we are fortunate we can send kids home because it's day camp and tell them, you know, but like this summer, it was night and day between 21 and this year. Cool. So uh, congratulations on a successful summer. Um, (laughs) Do you have plans? Because you guys do stuff year round. So fall and winter, are you doing anything? You're doing your equestrian, what lessons? Is there anything else that you're doing? Anything new or what's going on? We are making a huge push to get our clients out here. Uh, You know, I've mentioned it before. We're owned by an organization that works with those with developmentally and intellectual disabilities. They Mm -hmm. have about 40 group homes in the area. Each group homes about three people with, you know, their help and, and whatnot. And so the reason camp was purchased was for them. And since COVID, there has not been any clients out here whatsoever. So the big, big push is getting clients out here. Well, we still have riding lessons going on that's going off without a hitch. No problem there. Uh, But we are really, really pushing for this mainly because we want to get that program director position. Still, still working on that too. Oh, wow. Uh, But uh, I know I've been talking about a program director out here for a year now. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet. So, but at this point now, it gives us a reason to be like, okay, well, if we can't get clients out here, there's no point for a program director. So we are, we are making a push. Um, We just recently sent to all the group homes, 
day program people within our organization here's all the self-led activities just mm -hmm. tell camp you're coming and bring some clients and go ahead uh here's all the staff-led activities they need 24 hours notice because we all have other jobs too you know mm -hmm. our, our normal job uh, but like if they want to use the pool give me 24 hours notice and i'll lifeguard for you or nat will or or whoever or maintenance. uh Maintenance are not lifeguards. They are only ropes. Okay. As of right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they come, they come, they don't have to pay, right? No. Or... No. Why aren't they coming? That is a wonderful question that yeah, I wish I knew the crazy. answer to. But a big push that we made um, that last week is that, and we're working on the logistical side of things, but one of us, so it'll be either me, Natalie, or any of our instructors is going to start going once a week to their orientations like their new hire orientations mm -hmm. to train the camp aspect of it mm -hmm. so whereas before camp's not even being brought up like there's no mention it's like hey you can go to this place well half the people don't even know where we exist and yeah. they're like oh it's just a drive and what am i going to do out there and so by being able to even spend 45 minutes in a classroom and like I could play a game with them that they could play with the air, you know, their clients, mm -hmm. or, yeah. you know, we can show you a map of camp and then this is where everything is. And these are the, some of the activities you can play and the benefits exactly. of this and whatnot. All right. You got purpose. You got a, yes. you got a game plan. Nice. And so now that summer's over, it sounds like you already took some, a, a little vacation. Anything I did. Else? Yeah. So, you, and you're <laughs> going to talk about that in one of your, your episodes. Yes. So I, I'll tease it a little bit. Okay. So I was crazy and even Jeff Daly told me I was insane uh, for doing this, but I took, so camp ended on the 29th of July. I had one week. And on the Friday of that one week, I ran a 300 person group here out at camp. And then the following day I flew to New York <laughs> To work there. <laughs> to work yeah. at my summer camp where I grew up in cabin with a group of 10 year olds. Oh, my I goodness. lived in cabin. Oh, like as goodness. a counselor? <laughs> as a counselor, as an equestrian counselor. Wow. No. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to hear about it. Yes. Can't so that'll it. be our first, that'll be our welcome back episode with Nat and I. Uh -huh. uh, come here pretty soon actually uh but it'll be about my experience there and going from director to counselor again so that's all all you guys get on that you're gonna have to go listen to our episode so are you just like burnt out right now no i'm re-energized oh good good oh. for you all right <laughs> just hearing it burns me out right <laughs> hearing about like no no that every everyone so i came into work so i got home by home i mean to alabama uh Sunday night and I was back at work on Monday morning. Yeah, well, you know what? You're a go-getter. <laughs> Chris's face <laughs> is just like, oh my God. <laughs> no. No. Awesome. Hey, no. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I just I just know. I there's just so many like why would you want to go back no cat? And I'm I'll listen to that episode. I'm interested to hear. Oh, it's yeah, gonna be great. Me too, me too. No. Well, Kelly, thank you for being back with us we're excited always. to always hear the new episodes on your podcast yeah. yes um you and nat uh anything else you want to uh say as we close this out 
come listen to our episodes even if you haven't yet go there's a whole season behind us uh of some really great ones i re-listened to the gen z episode on my way to work this morning just to re-listen to it it's a good one uh there's some other good ones there as well and there's some good ones getting ready to come out of the out of the shoot so nice and the links will be in the show notes for sure awesome for sure all right it's a good one oh oh, kelly so before before we move on how can people contact you oh yes that i i feel like i've been so the campos that had no service it was great (laughs) it was two weeks very limited contact oh beautiful um but email is always best kelly.cook at pineridgedaycamp.org awesome awesome what's going on next week chris Next week, we are bringing back another one of our magazine styles. This is Woo-hoo! number five. I, we have no idea if anyone likes it or not, but we're just no, you, doing you know, it one person likes us. it, right? Oh, that's true. I did have someone personally <laughs> tell me they love it. <laughs> I will nice. see. I don't know if anyone else likes it. You're out of luck. So you tell us now, we're going to keep doing them. So, <laughs> but that'll be next week. Otherwise, this is Chris Callow. That over there is Kurt Jackson and joining us today, Kelly Cook. And from around the campfire, I, what do I say? Crap. <laughs> from around the, what do I say? Yeah, no. That's Not exactly sure, what huh? you said. What do I say? How does it go? I don't know. Now that you said, I just, you just always do it. <laughs> Oh, I think I, I think what I did from around the campfire. This has been, this is Kurt, Chris. You version, yeah. There you go. All right. Take two. Good night. All right. So that'll be next week. We look forward to having you back with us. But from around the campfire, this has been Kurt, Chris, and Kelly today. See ya.